Hi, I'm Dee Hicks, and welcome to the School of Leadership, leveraged lessons from high-impact leaders. For the past 30 years, I've researched the disciplines, habits, mental models, and assumptions of the most effective leaders. This podcast takes what I've learned from over 2,000 of these influencers and distills it into practical tools and tips you can use immediately. So let's get started. Ah, uh, welcome to another School of Leadership podcast. Thanks for joining me. I just poured some. Let me see. Let me roll over here and see what this is. Okay, uh, this is some Blade and Bow whiskey. Is it a bourbon? Oh, I'll be right back. Yep, it's a bourbon. <clears throat> this is some Blade and Bow bourbon whiskey. It came from Louisville, Kentucky. Notice I said Louisville, not Lewis or Louisville. <laughs> oh, I've got travel. I get around. I listen to how people pronounce their towns. This was a this was a gift from a friend named John, and uh, he and I have enjoyed it. And the only time this is the only time I've had a sip of this without John here also with me. So you'll also notice the sound in this uh, podcast sounds different than other ones. That's because I'm recording from my office. And you'll also notice I don't have a lit cigar to pair with the Blade and Bow Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey from Louisville <laughs> because I'm in my office. You know, yeah. You don't want to set off the fire alarms inside of my office because the cigars that I enjoy put out copious amounts of smoke. So anyway, here's to you, Blade and Bow. So the sound quality is different because I'm sitting here in my office. It's not a sound booth. And you'll hear me moving around in my chair a little bit. It's slightly unprofessional. But hey, if you were sitting here in my office, I would pour you a glass of this and probably share it with John's permission. <laughs> so if I were to sit down across from you and put our feet up on my desk, I'd say, how's, how's your day? How's your day been? And I'd probably listen to kind of your energy level, your enthusiasm, and wonder how it's going. I might even ask you, how's your battery? Kind of one of my favorite questions to ask. What's charging your battery? What's draining your battery? I have a friend I've known for several years named Steve who owns a large temporary employment agency. And he said to me in a conversation a while back, one of the things he's learned about folks and about hiring folks and placing them is that when you hire somebody, you can't give them another battery. I remember him telling me that, and I knew immediately what he meant. They come with a certain amount of power, so to speak. And in our conversation, he went on to say that when you hire somebody, although they may present themselves as having a certain level, a high level of energy and velocity of thought and velocity of work. When you get to work with them, you discover what their actual level of energy and velocity of thought and velocity of work is. And you can't really increase it. And uh, although I know of people who have sprinted in their workplace and they, they spend a day or a week working really, really hard on something and going faster and uh, more intensely than they've gone before. But then if that's not their baseline for their battery, <laughs> so to speak, well, then they balance that with interest. So the next week or week and a half, they are slugs and disengaged. So I tend to agree with Steve that you can't add another battery to a person. Thankfully, I have a big battery and it's likely you do too. If you want to think of yourself as someone who has a big battery, that means you probably can run on that battery slowly, trickle draining that thing for days or weeks before you start even noticing that you're getting tired. So let's talk about your battery today. Let's talk about that. In fact, that's really one of my favorite questions. How's your battery? And what's charging you up? And what's draining your battery? That's what I'd like to have you think about with me today. What is it that energizes you in your day? Look back over yesterday or look back over today if you're at the end of the day. What are two or three things you were engaged in that energized you? 
And then on the flip side of that coin, what are two or three things that you were engaged in or thought about being engaged in that actually drained you? And for our discussion, there's really nothing in between. For this illustration, things either charge you up or they drain you. There's no, meh, no big deal in the middle. If that's the case, it's actually draining you. It's just probably draining you a little more slowly. Think about things that charge your battery, things that cause you to fill up, that fill you up even as you're working on them. They're probably things that you look forward to. They're probably things that you are fully engaged while you're doing them. It seems like when you're doing them, the time stands still. It seems like there's a lot of fun to it. There's humor to it. There's a little bit of a challenge to it. Maybe it's slightly out of your reach, but only slightly. And you know you'll be able to do it if you perform at a very high level and you concentrate. And maybe there's a little bit of learning involved and you get to do it next time a little better than you did this time. And it's partially new, but not totally new. It's maybe 20% new or 50% new or something like that, but not totally new. And it's also not totally old. It's done this three or four times or a thousand times. It's not that. And you'll probably notice that when you're engaged in something that you are, it's very easy to focus when you're engaged in something that is energizing to you. You actually feel energized when you're finished. Remember Daniel Pink's book written a while back, back in the day called Drive? In it, he unpacked what motivates us and when you and I are highly motivated, what is going on? Remember, he said that there are three elements that need to be in place if you and I are going to be engaged in something that fills us up or charges our battery or something that is motivating to us. Those three things are that thing we need to be engaged in has to be number one significant to us. It has to fit some sort of larger purpose. There has to be a purpose to it. And the second thing is that we have to be able to experience mastery, which means continual mastery, meaning we're getting better and better and better at it, not worse and worse. We're not bored by it as well. The third element of motivation, according to Daniel Pink's perspective and many others that he's quoting, is autonomy. I need to be able to make some of my own decisions in the process, and likely the more decisions I can make within the construct of whatever I'm working on, the better. Those three things are in place, and if so, then that thing I'm involved in, that focus that expenditure of 15 minutes or 15 days or 15 years is something that fills me up. It charges my battery. Well, what about, let's flip that battery over. What about the other side of the battery? What are those things that drain you? If you've looked back over today or yesterday or over the last week, there are probably a few things that drain you. And if you're an optimistic person, you may not even think of them that way. You just might think of them as, eh, well, it's okay. I, I do it. It's my duty. It's important to do, and I do it. And but they're actually slowly draining your so-called battery. You don't really look forward to them. You have lower physical and mental energy, even if just a little bit while you're doing it and while you're thinking about it. You find yourself tired toward the end of it and at the end of it and afterwards, and you might not even think about it too much when you're finished. You might just get away and move on to the next thing. There probably wasn't a lot of new learning, and your curiosity was probably turned down. And most of all, there wasn't really much humor involved in it because it just wasn't all that fun. Or... If there was humor involved, it was probably a toxic kind of humor, that kind of humor that's like a little bit bitter, kind of funny, but uh, under the surface, it's because you're tired and you're being drained. What if you were to try to rearrange your life just a little bit so that you move toward those things that charged your battery and away from those things that drained your battery? What if you were to do that, even a little bit? What if given this idea that those things that you're engaged in, 
can either be charging you or draining you would somehow cause you to think differently and act differently when it came to commitments that you were going to make. Of course, I don't mean that we never do anything we don't want to do. And I don't mean that we move away completely from things that are important for us to do, but that actually drain us. I don't mean that at all. But what if we were to pay a little bit more attention to those things that fill us up or drain us. Sociologists have often called this thing required versus discretionary energy. And a simple way of thinking about this is as you imagine work you're going to be doing or something you're going to be engaged in in any way, do you have a tape in your head that says, oh, I have to go do this? Or do you have a tape in your head that says, I get to go do this? <laughs> I have to take the garbage cans out and drag them up to the top of the property because the garbage truck is coming tomorrow morning. Or, silly, I get to take the garbage cans out. <laughs> well, that's the difference between required and discretionary energy. We do know that when you and I are engaged in discretionary activities, discretionary energy, discretionary projects and tasks, things we get to do, we're usually three times more productive than when we're engaged in things we are required to do. And that requirement is often an internal monologue, not an external monologue. By productive, I mean that it takes a third as much energy for me to actually work on something that I get to work on than work on something that I have to work on. I saw this, of course, when my children were younger and I would ask one of my sons to go mow the lawn. And my oldest son I did it, but he did it with required energy. My younger son did it with discretionary energy. And the quality of work was significantly higher with my younger son than with my older son because my younger son, Jonathan, got to mow the lawn. He enjoyed it, and, and it was he was engaged in the entire process. How cool is that? So then how can we do this? How can we use this? Is it possible for me to move a little bit away from those things that drain me and a little bit more toward those things that fill me up and energize me? How do I actually do this? Well, here's how I do it. Let me offer you a few ideas and see if it might help for you. I have a journal and I use the journal. I keep track of those things that really do engage me and fill my battery up or recharge me. So let me recommend you do the same thing. Get a journal or just a ratty old notebook. That's fine. How about keeping track for the next few days of everything you do, just shorthand, and put a plus or a minus in front of it? Is it something that charged your battery or is it something that drained your battery? Even as you thought in advance of it, did the thinking about it charge you up or drain you? Huh, isn't that an interesting thing? Keep track, I don't know, for a few days, a week, maybe, maybe just a couple of days. And notice, don't get too detailed in your descriptions. That's fine. But you get my idea. Kind of keep track for a few days, a week. I don't know. If you're really into this and really interested, don't go longer than a couple of weeks. Then after you've made this list of things that you're engaged in that fill you up, that charge your battery, and things that drain you or discharge your battery, then look at the entire list. Pause, step back from it, look at the entire list, and make some observations. Why was that draining to me? Or why was it invigorating to you? What was it about it? It probably wasn't the thing itself. It's probably something about doing that thing or the environment or the timing or the people with whom you did it or the thought process you had or what you expected it to do or the outcome anticipated, something like that. It probably wasn't the thing itself. It might have been, but it probably was more likely what that thing did or something about that thing. Let me illustrate. 
Riding a motorcycle is one of those things that, to me, just recharges me. It doesn't drain me at all. In fact, I don't think it ever has. Riding a motorcycle, well, what is it about riding a motorcycle, regardless of the weather, that causes my battery to be recharged, even if it's a half an hour ride somewhere? Well, I'm outside. That's one thing. And I like moving, and I like moving quickly. I like the speed of a motorcycle. I like the adventure. I like the total focus that it requires and the relaxation that it requires as well. And I like the learning that it demands. I want to be a better rider every time I go out, just a little bit better rider every time I go out. I could illustrate it with flying an airplane as well. What is it about flying a small plane that I like? Why does it charge me up so much? And it really does. Well, because I get to learn every time I fly. As a pilot, pilots are always learning or else eh, you're going to be in trouble. It's, it's adventure to be in a small airplane up above the ground, you know, a few thousand feet up, looking down, figuring out where I'm going. It's an adventure. And it really does require total relaxed attention and focus. And it gives me this amazing perspective. So although I put a big plus sign in front of flying an airplane or a big plus sign in front of riding a motorcycle, it's what those things do that cause me to be so engaged. So let me recommend you try that. Make a list of things that cause you to fill up your battery in doing and a list of things that cause you to have your battery drained a little bit and make some observations about it. What was it about that event or those types of events that caused my battery to be charged? Interesting way of looking at that. And then another question I would ask myself is, does this thing or things like it help me move toward a dream or a goal? Or does it distract me from the dream or the goal? That might be why it had a plus sign for charging your battery or a minus sign for discharging your battery in front of it when you wrote it down. Another way I think about this, is that activities causing me to create something? or is, and, and get better and improve in some area, or is it causing me to consume, just use up things? The way I'm wired, and you might be the same way, if I'm creating something, building, making something better, growing, something like that, rather than just consuming, I'm much more engaged. So let me suggest you try that for a while. Once you've done that, and you've looked at those things, and you've learned a few things, then how about take a step? Why not experiment a little bit? Why not take one of those things that has a discharge sign or a minus sign in front of it that causes your battery to discharge and move away from it a little bit? Take it off your calendar. Don't do it at all or don't do it as much. Simultaneously, pick one of those things, something small, that you listed that charges you up, that energizes you, and move toward it. Do it a little bit more. Just, just a couple things. That's it. One discharge and one charge. One energize and one bore you to tears. And just move a little bit and see what happens. Pay attention to it. It'll be really enlightening for you. This is a really small change, like I like to say on our Hilt Academy YouTube videos. By the way, a little plug, go over to YouTube, look at Hilt, H-I-L-T, Academy. And you can see a bunch of these videos out there. But I like to say this all the time. This is a small change that'll make a big difference right away. And let me even change the emphasis of that. This is a small change that'll make a big difference right away. Then that will cause you to pause and think a little bit more about some of your future commitments. That is something that comes your way today or tomorrow, and you are asked to be involved or feel the need to be involved in something. As you think about it for just a moment, is that something that is actually going to energize you, or is that something that's going to drain you? Now, notice throughout this whole thing, I haven't talked about energizing things as good and draining you as bad. Hopefully, you're not involved in any bad things, so take those off the list totally. That's not what we're talking about. 
they're probably all good things. They're probably all necessary things or at least okay things to be involved in. That's not the point, good or bad. It's does it energize me or does it drain me? Move away from one or two of those things that drain you and toward one or two of those things that energize you. And although my friend Steve was right, you won't get another battery out of it, you'll probably get a whole lot better use out of the big old battery that you got right now. Oh, well. Anyway, there's a thought. I thought I'd share that with you from my office instead of from a sound booth. I didn't pour very much of this blade and bow because I'm wanting to save it to have some conversations with my friend John. Hopefully I'll get one of those coming up in the next week or two. Great guy, but this is good stuff. I highly recommend blade and bow. And that's the sound of the little key that comes on it. It's a, that's the logo for it, is a, is a key. Five keys of blade and bow once hung on the front door of the iconic Stitzel Weller Distillery. So this is kind of a, a, a remembrance of that or a memorial for that. It's very cool. I love it. Great stuff. Enjoyable stuff. Hey, I'm going to move toward finishing this half a shot, maybe, that I poured of this gift of blade and bow. Have a great day. Thanks for joining me in today's School of Leadership. This podcast is part of the Archimedes Experiment, leveraged wisdom from the world's most effective leaders. If you're interested in more, go to my website, dhicks.com. Remember, my first name has only one E. Well, you'll find more short and helpful podcast books and blog posts. If this was helpful, maybe even share it with some of your friends. Have a great day.